Sundays at 1500 and 2000 UTC. Stand up! Stand up! Stand up! Friends, we can all listen to the sunny side of sports. Great show, bro. This is sunny side of sports. Right here on the Voice of America. Voice of America! Sporty greetings to all of our Voice of America listeners. This is VOA's Muck Bill Yabaro. Sonny Young is taking a break from his mic, and I'll be filling in for him today here in Washington. Welcome to the January 30th edition of the Sunny Side of Sports. We'll kick off with Prince Nesta bringing us a roundup of the weekend action in European soccer. Sporty greetings, Prince. Sporty greetings to you too, McBeal. Dutch centre-back of Ivorian descent Nathan Ake netted in the second half to help Manchester City secure one 0 for throne FA Cup win against Arsenal at the Etihad Stadium. The gainers who are currently Premier League leaders came close with Belgian winger Leandro Trossard and Takehiro Tomiyasu drawing fine saves from the Citizens at shortstopper Stefan Notega. The win marks the first time City have beaten Arsenal in the FA Cup competition since 1904. City boss Pep Guardiola has now led his team to 18 wins over Arsenal since joining the club in 2016, shared his thoughts on the match. A tight game, difficult one. We knew it for the quality of the opponent. Second half was better, part of 10 minutes after the goal, but when Bernardo came in and, and Kyle was much better, of course, the contribution from, from Julian as well. So that game, uh, difficult, I didn't expect the approach with this courage, the man-to-man, when it's happened, make the process difficult because because our main friend is Judge Stefan, make a good deliver. In the second half, we contact more than usual than Erling because it's what you have to do. And But, uh, yeah... Uh, Good victory next round, we will see. The Citizens' match winner Nathan Ake also reviewed his team's performance. We knew we, we, we have a, a very good team, you know, strong team. Um, the last two games we were getting back to ourselves a little bit. So it was good to, to continue that. And uh, yeah, I think today we showed that at home that we, we can do it, um, sometimes in a different way, because maybe it wasn't always the, the prettiest in the, in the first half especially. But um, yeah, I think we stayed strong, uh, resilient and uh, defended very well. Uh, with, with the team. boss Mikel Ateta also assessed his team's performance. We are disappointed because I think uh, we could have taken much more from the game, but um, unfortunately the boxes made a difference and they had a uh, one big chance. Um, and with the right foot, they put it right in the top corner, uh, which is the quality that they have. And when we had the chances, we didn't. Um, but overall, I think it was a, a really competitive and an equal game. Then Arsenal manager Mikel Ateta reviewing his team's performance against Manchester City. In the FA Cup, Manchester United registered a convincing 3 1 win against Reading, courtesy of goals from Brazilian stars Casemiro and Fred to book a spot in the fifth round of the FA Cup. United last won the FA Cup in 2016, and the manager Eric Ten Hag has stressed on the importance of winning the trophy this time around. Here's the Dutch tactician's assessment of his team's performance. I have to say, I was pleased with the performance from the team in the first 60 minutes. Um, I think we uh, played in opponent's half, we stayed in opponent's half, apart from one big chance, what we concede, and there was a moment of concentration, lack of concentration, and we have to work on that point. Uh, That cost us, uh, I think, the game against Arsenal. And 
uh, today we didn't punish, get punished, but yeah, we have to work on that. Uh, because otherwise, uh, just before halftime, you're going with one nil down in the dressing room, and you actually you had to be up with minimum two three nil. So that's a point of criticism. But for the rest, I think in the performance, the way we played, the formations uh, between the lines, the movement, the getting behind the lines was was quite well and the creating the chances. That's Manchester United manager Eric Ten Hag sharing thoughts on his team's victory against Reading in the FA Cup. Louis Dank and Kaoru Mitoma both registered their names in this car sheet to help Brighton secure a memorable 2-1 FA Cup fourth round win against Liverpool at the MX Stadium. The Reds, who are currently ninth in the Premier League, have had a troubled season after bowing out of the Carabao Cup and are set to face Real Madrid in the Champions League round of 16 class. The only chance of securing a silverware this season. He is the Reds manager Jurgen Klopp's reaction to his team's performance. Well, we came here to to go through the next to the next round with a game in mind a couple of weeks ago, where we, which was pretty much rock bottom of the performances we had um, in my time. Um, so that was better today, much better, but still, in the end, we concede two goals from set pieces, um, and that's. <laughs> So now we close pretty much the gaps where they had passed through last time, but uh, round set pieces, that, uh, that doesn't help. So you have to do different stuff, and that's why we were not close enough to, 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 to avoid the goal. That's how it is, and that doesn't feel great, obviously. That's not cool, um, but we have to take it. Thus Liverpool manager Jürgen Klopp assessing his team's performance against Brighton in the FA Cup. The Seagulls' goal scorer Kaoru Mitoma also reacted to his team's victory. The best moment uh, so far because, uh, yeah, uh, great yeah, at the end of the game, uh, great goal and uh, we won the, because of this goal, yeah, so I'm very happy. Thus Brighton goal scorer Kaoru Mitoma's reaction to his team's win against Liverpool in the FA Cup. South Korean hitman Song Hyung Min scored two stunning goals, while Dutch wing of Nigerian descent Anup Danjuma added another to help Tottenham cruise to a 3 0 victory against Preston. Spurs assistant manager Christian Stellini assessed his team's performance. We are happy because uh, we start uh, the game uh, like we expected from the team. We made some changes and nothing changed from the last performance. Uh, so we have to be happy for that and uh, we create a comfortable second half uh, because we play a great uh, first half and the ball move uh, quickly um, and we, are, we have only to wait uh, the right moment to find the solution like Sonny did and it was a great performance. Benz Tottenham's assistant manager Christian Stellini following his team swing against Preston in the FA Cup. And moving on to the French League, PSG were forced to settle for a one-all draw against Hames in Paris. Brazilian striker Neymar netted for the Parisians, while American striker of Nigerian descent Folarin Balogun equalized for Hames to stretch the unbeaten run to 12 games. Monaco secured a one-all draw against Marseille at Stade Velodrome, while goals from Johan Lepinant and Alexandre Lacazette helped Lyon secure a 2-0 win against Sajan. 
Valencia. And finally, in the Spanish La Liga, Spanish midfielder Pedri netted the sole goal to help leaders Barcelona secure one nil win against Girona. Second place, Real Madrid were also forced to a barren draw against Real Sociedad in a match that was played at the Santiago Bernabeu. Reporting for the sunny side of sports, I'm Prince Nestor. Thanks, Prince. VOA Africa is your trusted source for news, sports, entertainment and music. Stay engaged with VOA Africa. We love to hear your voice. You can call us 24-7 on WhatsApp and leave a message. Leave comments, requests or greetings. We may play your message on VOA Africa. Dial the international code plus one. Then 202-258-3076. VOA Africa is always happy to hear your voice. The number again is the international code plus one. Then 202-258-3076. You're listening to the sunny side of sports on VOA. I'm Muckbill Yabarro, and I'll be filling in for Sonny Young here today. Don't forget you can catch all our programs and latest news on VOAAfrica.com. Let's hit the court for the latest on NBA basketball action. This was an action-packed weekend for the NBA. Let's get right to it. Probably the most controversial game over the weekend was the Los Angeles Lakers versus the Boston Celtics. The Celtics win in an overtime 125-121 to thriller. But the pivotal play was LeBron James driving for a layup that would put the Lakers up in regulation with four seconds left. Jason Tatum fouls him on his left hand as he goes up for the layup, but the referees don't see it. The play wasn't able to be reviewed. Yesterday, the Referee Association came out and stated that they missed the call and it was unfortunate, but refs make mistakes as well. Jalen Brown finished with 37 points for the Celtics win. On to the next game, the Philadelphia 76ers beat the Denver Nuggets 126-119 with Joel Embiid going for 47 points and 18 rebounds. What a double-double. The Brooklyn Nets were able to beat the New York Knicks 122-115 with Kyrie Irving putting up 32 points, 9 assists, and 6 rebounds. Who is the top team in New York? The Los Angeles Clippers beat the Atlanta Hawks 121-13 and Kawhi Leonard put up 32 points and 8 rebounds. The hometown Washington Wizards were able to beat the New Orleans Pelicans 113-103. Daniel Gafford led the way with 21 points and 12 rebounds. In a thriller in Phoenix, the Suns beat the San Antonio Spurs in an overtime victory, 128-118. to Chris Paul, the veteran, led the Suns with 31 points and 11 assists. The Toronto Raptors beat the Portland Trailblazers 123-105, to and the Raptors were led by Precious Achua with 27 points and 13 rebounds. The Memphis Grizzlies, off of a five-game losing streak, beat the Indiana Pacers 112-100, to and John Morant led the team with 27 points, 15 assists, and 10 rebounds. What a triple-double. Lastly, but definitely not least, the Milwaukee Bucks beat the Pelicans 135-110. to 110. 
And Giannis Antetokounmpo puts up 50 points and 13 rebounds in a dominating performance. That's all for the NBA wrap-up. Staying in the United States, the Kansas City Chiefs and the Philadelphia Eagles will be heading to the National Football League Super Bowl on February 12th. The Eagles soared into the Super Bowl, forcing both of San Francisco's quarterbacks out of the game with injuries and beating the wounded 49ers 31-7 in the NFC Championship game. San Francisco's bad luck at quarterbacks was finally too much to overcome as the 49ers' 12-game win streak ended. Eagles offensive tackle Jordan Melita says it's all about teamwork. It's a selfless team, man. We play for each other, and Sirianni made it a point this year that that we build our relationships as a team and, and and a brotherhood here so that we can lean on each other when times get tough, and that's what we did. 49ers head coach Kyle Shanahan said he was proud of his team. I got more love for these guys than I possibly could have, and they got it for each other. Um, I was real proud of how they fought out there. Um, our guys didn't shy away from anything. Uh, thought they got dealt a pretty tough card today, um, or a tough hand, but... Um, you know, I just, I just hurt for those guys. The Eagles, who won the Super Bowl five years ago with a different coach and quarterback, will try to do it again behind coach Nick Sirianni. The Eagles will be facing their former coach, Andy Reid, who now helms the Kansas City Chiefs. The Chiefs edged out the Cincinnati Bengals at the last minute when quarterback Patrick Mahomes, playing with a badly sprained right ankle, was shoved out of bounds late in the game. That gave Harrison Butker a chance to kick a 45-yard field goal with three seconds remaining and gave the Chiefs a 23-20 victory over the Bengals in the AFC title game Sunday night in Kansas City. Mahomes had plenty of praise for the Chiefs' medical team's help in making it possible for him to play despite a lingering ankle sprain. At the end of the game there, I had a run to, to get the first down and we were, it got us into field goal range, so... Uh... Uh, credit to them, and then uh, just trying to stay on it, and uh, we have two more weeks, so we got to keep doing it. Sunday's division championships have set up an NFL first for the Super Bowl. Jason Kelsey, a center for the Philadelphia Eagles, and his younger brother Travis. The Chiefs tight end will be on opposing sides. Both are battling for their second Super Bowl championship ring. Here's the Chiefs' Travis Kelsey. You won't see me talking too much trash because of how much respect and how much uh, I love uh, I love my brother, but... Um, it's just it's definitely going to be a, it's going to be an emotional game that's for sure. The Super Bowl, the biggest sporting event in the United States each year, will be on Sunday, February 12th in Glendale, Arizona. Sonny Young will have all the details on the game. Heading to Australia now, where Novak Djokovic celebrated his 10th Australian Open men's single title on Sunday in Melbourne. The Associated Press's Graham Agers has more. An emotional Novak Djokovic has beaten Stefano Tsitsipas to extend his Australian Open record to 10 victories from 10 finals. The Serb, who battled injuries earlier in the event, closed out a 6-3-7-6-7-6 win that took a fraction under three hours to complete. Djokovic climbed into his team box after the victory and broke down in tears before returning to the court to accept the winner's trophy. It's a huge relief because you know it hasn't been, hasn't been smooth sailing. In addition to the title, the victory returns him to the top of the world rankings and more significantly secures his 22nd Grand Slam singles crown joining Spanish rival Rafael Nadal. I'm Graham Agars. On Saturday, 
Arna Sabalenka came from a set down and capitalized on 17 aces and a late overpowering stroke to defeat Elena Rubikini. In Melbourne, it was the first Grand Slam final for Sabalenka, the tournament's fifth seed. Ukraine's President Vladimir Zelensky compared the possibility of Russian athletes competing at the Paris 2024 Olympics with Germany hosting the 1936 Games just before World War II. He again called for them to be banned from competition. In an address Sunday night, Zelensky says the International Olympics Committee attempts to get Russian athletes back into the Games is an attempt to tell the world that terror can be viewed as something acceptable. Ukraine has not ruled out boycotting the 2024 games if Russian and Belarusian athletes participate. Russia invaded Ukraine a year ago and Belarus has supported Russian President Vladimir Putin as he is expanding the war against Ukraine. Zelensky says he has sent a letter to French President Emmanuel Macron about the issue. He says Russia should not be able to use the Olympics or other international sporting events to promote aggression. He goes on to say Olympic movement and terrorist states definitely should not intersect. Russia and Belarusian athletes have been banned from some sporting events while they are allowed to compete under a neutral flag in others. The IOC, eager to see them back in major competitions, said last week the Olympic Council of Asia has offered Russian and Belarusian athletes to compete in Asia, giving them a qualification pathway for the Paris Olympics. On the links, Live Golf Tournament today said the new league will have 14 events this year, played in seven countries with $405 million in prize purses. That doubles the number of events from the tour's inaugural season last year. The season begins with a February 24th, 26th event in Mexico's Riviera Maya and ends with a team championship in the first week of November in Jeddah, Saudi Arabia. Other events will take place in the United States, Australia, Singapore, Spain, and the United Kingdom. The 2002 season had events held in London, Portland, Bedminster, Boston, Chicago, Bangkok, and Jeddah. Bankrolled by Saudi Arabia's public investment fund, Live Golf caused a stir in the sports year last year and it lured players away from the existing PGA Tour with the promise of guaranteed big money paydays and a reduced schedule. Top players such as Cameron Smith, Dustin Johnson, Phil Mickelson, Brooks Kapoka, Bryson DeChambeau, Sergio Garcia and Patrick Reed joined Live Golf, the U.S.-based PGA Tour suspending members who opted to join the rival circuit. Critics say Live Golf amounts to sports washing by a nation trying to improve its reputation, tarnished by a history of human rights abuses. Also in golf, Rory McIlroy prevailed in a nail-biting finish over Patrick Reed in the rain-delayed $9 million Dubai Desert Classic on Monday. It was the first time McIlroy has won the first start of his new season, and it's his 15th DP World Tour victory in 231 starts. It was also his third Desert Classic victory in 13 appearances. He remains world number one after Spaniard Joe Rahm failed to win the Farmers Insurance Open on the PGA Tour on Saturday. As we get closer to the FIFA Women's World Cup, we bring back a report from Darren Taylor about the reigning African champion South Africa. The team has been drawn into a very difficult group for next year's FIFA Women's World Cup football tournament in Australia and New Zealand. A South African squad, nicknamed 
Banyana Banyana will play against Sweden, Italy, and up-and-coming Argentina, all much higher ranks than the South African women's team in the current FIFA World Rankings. Darren Taylor has reaction from South Africa's head coach and a top South African football official. If the South Africans are daunted by the challenge that awaits them in July and August next year, they aren't showing it. After the draw, Banyana Banyana coach Desiree Ellis described it as reasonable, saying it could have been tougher. These sentiments were echoed by Vice President of the South African Football Association, Natasha Chiklas, during an online conference with journalists. All the teams are very strong. Yes, we do have two European sides. I think Sweden, uh, in my opinion, are stronger than Italy. At the moment, Argentina is number 29 in FIFA range, so, you know, not too bad. Don't forget, with champions of Africa, other countries after the draw, they're talking about South Africa as well. And uh, we are very strong uh, opponent to any other country. Banyana have beaten the best in Africa, but they've never been victorious against the world's truly top teams although they earned a creditable 0-0 draw against Sweden in 2019. Later that year, Banyana failed to make it out of the group stage at their Maiden World Cup, held in France. Brazil hammered them in two friendly matches recently, Banyana losing 3-0 and 6-0. Chikla says those results don't worry her. We went to a very deep waters, and that was very clever. When I monitor and I look again and again the game, especially the first game, I think the result could have been different. We could have at least scored two goals. Okay. We learned a lot from that. The South African women also recently lost 4-1 to Australia, another of the world's leading sides. Chekla says she and her fellow officials are purposefully pairing Banyana with some of the globe's strongest teams in friendlies to prepare them for the 2023 tournament. She believes the squad's currently missing a few key elements, including greater confidence and superior fitness. We have the skills, we have the knowledge as a team. I think we need to rejuvenate quicker, faster also to score the opportunities. We must take, uh, you know, our chances and score. We have to play with the best. In the end of the day, we need strong opponents in order for us to fix whatever we need to. We are very strong, but we have to believe. I mean, we are. We are the best in Africa. But also we have to start behaving like this as well. Chikla says she doesn't want to stick her neck out too far by trying to predict Banyana Banyana's performance at the World Cup. But she emphasizes that does not mean she's not optimistic. We do have a, a great opportunity to go further. It's our time now. To make sure of getting out of their group next year, Banyana are probably going to have to beat either Sweden or Italy and the Argentina game is a must-win. It's a long shot. Sweden have pedigree, consistently making quarter-finals and semi-finals and being runners-up in 2003. Italy have reached the quarter-finals twice. 
Africa's other representatives at the tournament are Morocco, Nigeria and Zambia. In the group stage, Morocco have Germany, Colombia and Korea Republic. Nigeria could also struggle to get past the group stage, having drawn Australia, Ireland and Canada. On paper, Zambia appear to have the best chance of making the knockout phase, having to contend with Costa Rica, Spain and Japan in Group C. At this stage, according to pundits and the FIFA rankings, favourites to capture the trophy will be multiple world champions, the United States, with England, Sweden, France, Germany and the Netherlands also strong contenders. Bookmakers and experts aren't giving a team from Africa much hope at all. Chikla says she hopes other nations at the World Cup follow their lead because the more under the radar the African teams stay, the greater the possibility of them pulling off major upsets. For the sunny side of sports, I'm Darren Taylor in Johannesburg. With Chan play still going on in Algeria, let's take a look back at one of 2022's biggest highlights. On February 6th, Senegal lifted its first Nations Cup trophy in Yaoundé, Cameroon. The Lions of Taranga of Senegal, who would go on to reach the round of 16 at the FIFA World Cup, defeated the Pharaohs of Egypt in the Nations Cup final for two on penalty kicks. In this sunny side of sports highlight for 2022, let's listen to Samson O'Malley's post-match report from Yaoundé. After 52 matches, 30 days of competition, it all came down to the finals. There's a little bit of advantage for the men in green. Senegal gets the African Cup of Nations final underway. Looking for Mane again now. This might be an opportunity. Is there a penalty? What's Victor Gould say? Mane brought down. Much bigger penalty now. And it is Senegal who missed the opportunity in a wonderful save from Abu Gabal again. Quality of opposition they faced, nothing like that of Egypt. Yes, Salah. Salah with a shot, then they with a save. Good running, looking for the return pass. Chance in the middle for Giedro. Surely now. No. The goal, the referee Victor Gomez, 19 minutes of footballer. Cup of Nations final will continue with extra time. Mane! Mane! Senegal! Our African champions! Sadio Mane delivers! The Lions of Taranga rule the continent! In Dakar, Senegal, this was how the victory was celebrated the moment Mane scored the decisive penalty.
Mane thereafter spoke about the Afghan victory, his penalty miss, and his teammates' encouragement after he missed the earlier penalty in regulation time. It's not only the most important trophy, but it's the more important day of my life, the best day of my life. And of course, so far the best trophy of my life. And I can't express my, 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 my feeling today. I'm very happy. The big difference today is my teammate. After missing the penalty, everybody come to me in the dressing room. Sajo, we don't care what, what happened. We lose together, we win together. We, we push again, and we're going to make it. And the end of when I was going to shoot the second penalty, they all come to me. We trust you, go do it. I think that makes the difference. I think that was the strength today for Senegal. So it gave me more motivation to shoot and score, and I did it for all of the people. I think this trophy is the first ever trophy of the history of Senegal. So the people cry everything about it because they've been waiting so long. But still, this trophy myself, I think I give it to Alusise. He deserves it. This man, for me, is something else. Another reaction we have on the victory of the Taranga Lions is coming from former Senegal great Kalio Fadiga, who says the patience of the coach Aliou Sissé has yielded dividends and shows the indomitable spirit of his country. Absolutely disturbing because it's the first time that uh, Senegal win the, the African Cup and it's good for us because he's won from the 2002 and we are so proud because we are part of it. I think we, we saw it a couple, a, couple, a couple of times on the TV uh, that the boys were celebrating like we used to do in 2002. So, so proud to be here tonight, so proud to be Senegal and so proud to be on the top of Africa. That's the way it is. Senegal has never give up. That's former Senegalese footballer Khalil Fadiga, and thanks to Samson O'Malley for that Nations Cup report from Yaoundé, Cameroon. And that's a wrap for the January 30th edition of the show. Thank you for tuning in. I'm Mukbil Yamaro filling in for Sonny Young in Washington, who will be back tomorrow. And that's the sunny side of sports. VOA brings you the best in African music on the African beat. African Beat showcases the latest and the greatest of contemporary African music. From bobo music to hip life, bonga flavor to sukus, afrobeat to ndombolo and makosa to kwaito. The African Beat on VOA has it all. And it's happening right here, Mondays through Fridays at 09.